Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With a drink in and a breeze and a blowing and a screaming and a shouting and a screaming and a bitching in between and now one pressing fingers and never thought of shouting out play nights and the kicking and the blowing and the silence and the live from the podcast rooms in Glasgow. It's all about the jars. With Rookie Neal, Derek Ferguson, and Charlie Miller. <laughs> Hello and welcome to All About the Gels. Myself, Rookie Neal, joined by Charlie Miller. And guess who's back? Derek Ferguson's back. How are you doing, Derek? Sherry's back. <laughs> very well, very well. Uh, listen to Misty's. Aye. Big time. So you yeah, I know really. <laughs> no, I know. no, I have. I have of course I have. On you. But uh, well, for family reasons, I had to. Yeah, I couldn't make it the last couple of weeks, obviously. Yeah, I think he's twigged. We uh, did. In the Monday night that he was playing. Uh, <laughs> it was a bit late though, wasn't it? I know, because it was really indecisive. Two minds. I didn't know what to do. And then I thought, no, because I've, I've not watched a lot of Do you know, I, I actually thought you were in the bad books. I thought you'd had your wee Sunday afternoon <laughs> session. I knew it because I, I'd seen I've, Bologna were playing. So I did. Aye. Well, that was probably. I, I apologise, but it's like when you you don't see him enough. It's uh, and it was just me and the missus were going to spend the wee night and watching them. So, aye, the missus rules, didn't it? You got to, you got to keep in with the missus. Well, do you know, Derek? I think you've actually got a stalker on the show as well. By the way, you see last week somebody uh, tuned in and <laughs> seen it was me, Charlie, and uh, John Leach. And he just says, no, Derek Ferguson, sorry, I'm out of here. No offence to the other guys. <laughs> I bet you Leachy was in top form, was he? He'd have been Aye, brilliant. Was just, uh, Aye, he was good. Leachy's a great lad. And do you know, oh, so you know what's quite is funny? Is that what somebody says? No, Derek Ferguson, I'm off, Oh, no, I said no offence to Charlie or Ricky, but uh, I'm off. Uh, you're winding me up. No, man. seriously. Just, just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> it's, it's probably him. It's probably him. <laughs> 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 probably, probably him. No, but uh, do you know what's funny? Uh, John Leach was at the game with him on Wednesday. Aye. And uh, he, he loved it. He loved being on the podcast. You know, he's wanting to come back on again. But do you know something? Yeah, I'm on then. But listen to this. Do you know somebody actually phoned his work? Yeah, come... my sponsor, sponsor us again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sponsor us. But somebody phoned his work and complained about his language last week. Ah, he's peace. You know? Right, come on. But they don't realise that it was him that he owns the company. <laughs> owns the company so. so he gave he gave himself a good talking Aye. to. Listen, we know it's a podcast and it goes out there, but sometimes there will be some choice language. Of course there is, uh, especially in this day and age when things are only going that well. But, but do you know, his language is fine. Well, I think we behave ourselves pretty well. Don't we? I, know, I know. But I'd just like to say also, uh, just when we're talking about sponsors, uh, obviously John is from Giant Sea Architectural, but we'd also like to say a big thank you to our other sponsors who is ISG Resin Flooring Specialist, Plugged In Business Solutions and DB Dental Care. And you can get them all on our <clears> social media. You can get their website links. But if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be this podcast. So thank yep, you very much. Guys. Do you know what I was thinking? I know I think, see, in about Christmas time, when we're on the break, I think we should have a wee sponsor's night out. What do you think? What? By the way, what a great shout. Aye. So as I get the guys together, and whereabouts in Glasgow? Aye, Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow City Centre. 
Young well, Charlie. He'll try and get you in Lung 72. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, can, we can start off. We can, there, we can start we? there. And end, up, <laughs> end up <laughs> into tune, but no, that sounds good. Anyway, before we, before we go into football, uh, the thoughts and... Uh, we need to talk about football. I'm afraid we do, but <laughs> later, later on, but my, our thoughts were uh, we Jimmy Bell's family. It was actually, it would have been his 70th birthday today. And, uh, do you know, I think he's somebody that we're missing for Rangers, Charlie, aren't we? Oh, we're de- definitely missing the, the Scottish character in there that's... <laughs> he's been here for 35 years or whatever, you know what I mean? So, he's a big miss, every man, and... He just tells it way as you know what I mean. He says what he thinks, and that's it. Uh, he was a great man, and I loved him to bits. Um, even though he was a moody get at times. Aye. Uh, no, but he was a great man. He, that was just his persona. He was just, but he was a great lad. And some of the some of the things he used to go up to was brilliant. See when, because me Jimmy was a fit wee man, and he was strong as in. Because you should do the weights, and I was sorry to. I mean, Derek, tell me. You should turn the lights off and go right. Who's fighting? Seriously, turn the lights off in the bedroom. <laughs> And everybody's getting punched all the place, and the wee man's like, "See, dafties, see you later." <laughs> He'd pick me and Charlie up and just like dumbbells. Just oh, he was a strong wee man. It's funny you said that because my missus asked that question about yeah. Jimmy because obviously he's passing. No, having that influence in the dressing room because I tell you what, sometimes you need honest people. And Jimmy, see if you had, didn't have a good game, you know yourself, Charlie, he would just tell you. You know, he wouldn't kind of try and, uh, you know, kind of go. Uh, a different way about it, you know, just to keep in with you. Yeah. If you were rubbish, you were rubbish. And but if you vice versa, if you were good, oh, he would tell you, you were really well, the good. F- the thing is, we've missed a, the Scottish guy there. We've missed mm-hmm. somebody being in there. Um, I thought Giovanni would have definitely brought somebody Scottish in. I really did. He's missing um, a trick then, just as well. He's not because of how bad we're playing. And <clears throat> that'd be another package trying to give somebody if we were. Sacking the one up. Would you see when Jimmy Bell was saying that to you? Would you just take it? Aye. Would you just take aye. the criticism off my? <laughs> <laughs> but but it is. It's a kind of. You, you probably know yourself anyway. Oh, when you've, when either you've had a good game or a bad game. But sometimes it's quite refreshing. You know that somebody that isn't. He, uh, although we talk about Rangers family, but if, if that was my dad, my dad just tells us it right away. You know, and but Jimmy was like that. He would just say, "No, I just tell you." Oh, you were murder there. But he was a, a great wee guy, loved him a bit. It was a sad pass and it really was. It was very hurt, hurt a lot because I grew up with Jimmy as an apprentice as well. So did Derek, you know what I mean? We grew up with him as apprentices, um, cleaning the boots and washing the kit and all that. So we got to know him really well and we got to know his good points. He loved a wee bar of chocolate, Jimmy. You had to take him out in before he yep. got a well, well, treat. Eh? Well, you know the story on El Choco pre-season. We signed Morris Johnson, and that's what we get. We get our, our gear put out every morning outside our, uh, mm-hmm. outside the room door, mm-hmm. and a wee bit of chocolate, or a wee bit of juice, whatever you like. And uh, strange to, to say it, but I'll tell it. But uh, there was no kit put out for Morris Johnson. There was no juice or chocolate put out for Morris Johnson. He had to go down. Uh, into the, the depths of the hotel to find his training gear, you know, in the laundry room. It wasn't laid out for him. No. That's, what, that's the way we Jimmy was. It was class by him. Yeah, but he put his seat in Choco for the dinner. He put his seat to sell. What did he? Aye, so he made a seat for Mo Johnson his cell being in a recording. That's just the welcome you need, isn't it? Mo Johnson Aye. comes to Rangers. Everything that's going on when about it, you know, all hell's breaking loose. And then uh, that was the first morning Morris's experience going, where's my kit? And I think you asked Jimmy, he says, yeah, don't do a laundry and get it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Do you know, I'm going to, I'm going to actually answer this uh, question first because I put a tweet last night, right? And uh, I probably should have done it, but I heard a few people were saying that they thought Gio was accepted the package and he was away. 
So I said, I don't know if it's rumour, but I put it on Twitter. So there's Alex Kelly just saying his Rangers had that press conference yet, Ricky. So where are you getting these rumours for? Oh, come don't on. listen to Ricky, guys, honestly. It's, it's useless, but uh, that's Lucci again, isn't it? See a lot uh, of the people in Brisbane. Hi, hi, do you see that as well? Uh, John, in fact, I've met yeah. John McKinnon before, uh, yes. watching live from Brisbane, Australia. He gives us a shout, Brisbane Rangers supporters. Club. Me guys. All right, I was hanging, obviously, Gold Coast. I didn't get up to there, but. Cheers for invite anyway. Remember <laughs> the text she sent us and says it were all other places. Russia? Aye, I know. Putin? Putin. I know. No flavour of month, is I was, it? I was telling the guys like a, a podcast which is well, so many different countries but it was unreal. I sent I sent the guys a list. Uh, there was Russia. I thought you were at no, no. the wind up. No, and there's one guy, one guy in Brazil so if, if you're one of the, those guys in the one strange countries one guy, one guy in Brazil. That might be my wee mate Bueno. <laughs> <laughs> bueno. Right. Bueno Hernandez. I suppose we'll move on to football then, right? No, keep no, just keep on talking about what countries we want to visit. I know I actually seen I actually seen the Orsa have announced that they're going to be holding it in I think it's Bangkok. It's going to be next July. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be well I've got my tickets. Already, <laughs> already sorted, is it? I'm ready to go. Um that's dangerous, isn't it? I didn't, I didn't realise Kolak had the run on with you as well. Well, according to uh your sports your last source. week. No, 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 not my source. No, it was it was in the paper last week as well. But tensions between the players are starting to show. Uh last week it was reported that Cholak could have run in my jail after the game, but then this week it was Kamara. Uh, and also you seen our captain Tavenier uh, giving him a kind of he was getting orders off a of jail and Tav was just shouting back at him, you know, it didn't look good. You know. What's happening, Charlie? Do you think he is starting to lose the him? I think he's lost it, but all the things and if this is what's happening, um unfortunately, um there's so many players out, and it's a it's a shame for the young boy Leon King, because the fans are starting to get on his back. He's just young boy. We need players back to take him out of fire island a wee bit. Um, obviously the injuries we've got so many, but it's not looking good for uh, Geo if the players are shouting back at him and things like that and arguing with each other at half time. And don't get me wrong, he used to, I would I would never have argued with Walter at half time or. I thought we were starting to say he would, he would, I'd have listened and went right, okay. He did a belt, did you right on the chin? 100%, him and Archie. <clears throat> so, but if you're having a bad if you're having a bad game, you've got to be able to take criticism. Nowadays, you're allowed to shout at players, they'll go and tell their agent and they want to move. Or, or it's ridiculous nowadays that you just take the criticism, unless you think you're playing well and you're, you're really, really stupid, because Kamara was terrible on Saturday. There's no urgency. Um, I, to be fair, and I'm not a big Kent fan, but I thought Kent did okay on Saturday. I thought, I thought the second half he was good as I, well. I right? thought Kent did well. Um, he was getting his men, he was beating guys, and obviously the penalty is a stonewaller. I can't believe we didn't get it, but um, we obviously did get it with VR, thank God. But um, he played actually decent the second half. It was good to see. Um, but there's no urgency for set. We just pass, 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 pass. Nobody beats anybody. Beat people, midfielders have to... Had to t- Arfield had to come on. Nobody runs beyond at all, Derek. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's ridiculous. It's, it's actually worrying that you're saying that because uh, I think you as well, Charlie, myself, we were, well, I was pretty fortunate in, in terms of the managers that I played under. Uh, John Gregg, Jock Wallace, Graham Soonis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one thing I would have never done, you know, and maybe you can question your manager in a, a certain environment, and that's behind closed doors in a dressing room. But the one thing you shouldn't be doing as a Rangers player is question your manager. You know, he's got 90 minutes to try and win a game of football. He's under so much pressure. So that's the last thing you need is to see a little bit of dissent for your for your own players. 
you know. But again, you, you go back and you look at Gio, is he, is he get that presence about him? Uh, I watched the ga- game on Saturday. Uh, I was actually, I was actually astounded with the press conference after it. He just, he, he looked, looked to me a guy that was uh, nervous, that a guy that obviously knows his, his uh, job's under threat, but uh, he didn't get the answers that I was looking for. You know, and you've got to have a strong personality to be a Rangers manager, whether you're under pressure or wherever it's going well. And I don't see it at that minute. And he just, uh, it was just an interview that uh, had me kind of extremely worried because I think you're talking about that. If you lost, then there's that old saying, if you lost the dressing room, uh, and it might be that one or two players in there might have lost respect for him. Well, you've got to, you've got to, no, nip that in the bud right but away. Then we go back to the Lowry thing as well. Lowry's not even on the bench this Saturday. He's been able to do with the B you, team. You, you talk about Kent there, Charlie, right? And the one thing I will give we Kent, right? And it hasn't been playing that well this season. It's quite obvious. But the wee guy still keeps at it. He's, he's trying, right? And okay, then you, you look at I'm going to use another one. Time. The one I'm going to talk about is Morelis. Oh my you God. know, because Morelis has uh, he's been playing second fiddle to Sholak, quite rightly so, because Sholak's been excellent. So when you get your opportunity, get into that side, you should be switched on, you should be focused, you should be re- ready to die for the jersey, you know, to show, show that you're better than that guy. And it was actually the reverse, as if he couldn't be, couldn't be bothered. He could have been off again, lifting his hands, right? The centre, what is up with him? He has, he's never going to learn. Mm. He, he's never going to learn. He's so annoying mm. to watch. The, the, the thing with Morales, right, and, and this is just my opinion, see if he's no fully fit, He's no uh, physically at it in terms of getting it back, back fours and all that, and, and working them and knocking them about. I think he's really ineffective he's up, he has, because he's, he's, he's technically not the best. He's not the best finisher, but we've enjoyed watching him over the last number of years. When when he is fit, he is focused. He's he's fighting for everything, and all of a sudden. You know, is it because he's not being in game time, he spat a dummy? Well, we don't need that. We need guys that when they day get their opportunity. Sometimes that's through, uh, obviously, Sholak getting an injury. But you've got to be ready to take your chance. And his contribution, it was poor, that was to a, say that the least. Do you know, do you know I, I, I played the younger boy, the younger boy that came on later on. Uri. Play him. I would run. Do you know something? As a manager, Charlie, I'd have just hooked him. I'd have went, off you come. No hooked him, but <laughs> off the park. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> and I'd have put the young boy on because you know you, what you're going to get. The young boy's got to show more enthusiasm right away. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? And the wee thing about the boy King, it's really this the boy's a good player, but he's been through in at a time and, and he's had to go in there and he's playing in a side that are uh, void of confidence, that are you look at a back four, he's the only one that can probably is a, an actual defender and he's made a couple of wee mistakes. Yeah, you know, in hindsight, what I was going to say is what you would have done with that boy, you would have been in for two or three yeah. games, then took out it, and then you can analyze your game, and then he gets put back in. Yeah. And I just worry for him a little bit, you know. And I, I know think, he's, I think he'll come back stronger. He will come back stronger because I think he's big learning I, I think he's got that character about yeah. him. But uh, listen, that's the last week. We're not going to have a go at him, that's for no, sure. No, definitely because he's been yeah. great. He's, he's a young boy and he has to come out of the 18 year old. This break's done, done the wee man. I hope he's actually all right for his concussion, by the way. Um, but mm. it's we don't want to get in his back right away, you know what I mean? He's a young boy, but he's come in at a terrible time. But he's done he's showed it really good. He showed Aye. up really well and obviously one or two mistakes. He's got to clear the one in Saturday. You, you, you learn from your mistakes, what didn't you? hundred percent. He will he'll, he'll come back stronger, hopefully. 
Do you know, this was, I was actually going to talk about this later on, but this is a good point by Stephen Park. And see, like last week, I always listen back to the podcast after I've edited it kind of thing. And uh, see the amount of times the word predictable was in last week's show. It was the exact same. But in terms, hearts, terms of just the way we play up the wings, nothing through the middle. Mm. But and this is what I think is right. Stephen Park is saying online, Derek, you and Charlie both took players on from midfield. Why don't we have anyone capable of midfield of doing that? I think I, I don't understand why they're not. It's as if they're just all robots and if they're all the same type of players. You've got to have something about yourself. What well, didn't tell me not to beat players and tell me not when to pass and when not to pass? Or you just play the game the way it is. You see it in front of you. If there's a guy there, you, you can go and take him on. You take him on and then it creates space. I said that the other week. Aye, aye. Then you bust into the attacking area and then you're making it two against one for options. But aye. we've not got anybody who does that. Maybe Lawrence could probably be the only one. Um, Kamara used to do it for playing a deep one. He used to do it. Um, he'd done it. Scott Brown had him in Toast, remember? Uh, a few times. But Tillman can, can do it. But Tillman again, again his, his body language is shocking. Tillman again is Saturday. He's supposed to be playing behind the striker and he's not, never shows. Mm. And he's not getting into space where he can get in and hurt people in that mm. attacking area. And, and we're talking about King. We're talking, let's remember, Tillman's only 20 year old as well. He's still learning the game. So he is, and he's been, he's through in there. And I just wonder, you're talking about these two guys, I just wonder within that dressing room that there is a big problem with some of the more seasoned pros, shall we say, that have maybe sparked the dummy, that are showing a bit of dissent, that are no at it, you know, that there must be something in there because, and, and that's how... I'm no protecting the boy Tillman, but on the other side there, maybe contradict myself here, he's still, we've got to remember, he's still only 20 year old, still right. learning the game. I get that, right? But why are we, because I don't think we'll sign him for six million or whatever it is, right? No, no. I don't think so. But why are we bringing him in, right? I get it, then he's plays with America or whatever, and he's at Bayern Munich, but why are we not playing Lowry and who's our own mm-hmm. player? Mm-hmm. He's, we should be giving him a chance. He finished the season last year, he looked as if he was going to be a right good player. And then obviously injuries and whatever. I don't know what his attitude's like. I don't know him as a kid. But surely it can't be that bad that he's he can't got on the bench or he can't start a third game in the last couple of weeks because he's got the ability. And I would have I would if there's no danger on this if I would have signed Tillman if I seen the emergency of Lowry this year. Right. Let's see if at the end of last season, Aye. see if Lowry I would have been like, mate, we don't need somebody else like that. I've already got Lowry who can play in that area. Let's bring him in and give him a chance. We've all been shouting for it. Uh, Stevie Stevie Park agrees with you as well. He's saying spot on, Charlie. But you know, I was at the Hearts game last week, right? And I just think that Rangers seem to just do the simple, easy pass. You know, it's like pass back to the left back, then he'll pass it into your sweeper. It's slow. And it's slow and it's depressing. And it's like, there's no, there's no, like like you were saying, there's nobody actually willing to take the ball and take it for a run. The thing is, right, as well, the Dutch play the Dutch way, right? We get that. But when the Dutch way was... Like they had Cruyff <laughs> and all these Dutch teams have had some great Dutch players over the years, but we've been no Dutch. We have to still play the old Scottish way, get in about people, beat people, crossbars into the box for two strikers. I still think that's what we have to do. I honestly, just we, we always try and change styles. Well, we're not good enough to try and play like other teams. We have to play play with in strong positive game. You know, here's Lee Ramage is actually saying something that a few people are saying online. He's saying probably not a question for Charlie. I don't know what he means by this, but he says, <laughs> why have our fitness levels dropped so much since last season? Surely the coaching staff need to take responsibility for this. Uh, flat is the one thing but labouring. But also Stuart Boyd has also said, why are we getting so many similar injuries as well? 
Mm. I, I mean, we went through a, a period uh, <clears throat> under under Sunnis, and we were picking up a few like kind of muscle injuries, hamstring injuries. But we were we were uh, training with molded at that time. You know, instead of like sometimes we used to go to the Albion and all that, and it was heavy rain. It was, uh, obviously, the grass, the surface would be quite soft. So, but we were always told to, to train we were molded. But we changed that because I think they noticed that maybe there were a few of the boys slipping, pulling a few muscles and that. So, uh, I don't know. It's something you've got to analyse. It's the for the sports scientists as well. But uh, but it's all there for the guys. So as I, I I genuinely, do you know something? I I think they are fit. I just don't think they're applying themselves. I think they're playing within themselves. There's a fear factor, but that again comes down to the manager. The manager has got to get them at it. You look at that game on Saturday. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, yeah, I didn't see the game on Wednesday. I was uh, obviously away, so I was. But uh, watching that game on Saturday, that was a a game that we needed to win big time. It didn't look like that for the players. It, it didn't look like a game that we had to win. It's just, it, at times, they're, they're within themselves, they're going through the motions. So the other thing, this is why the manager's getting questioned, are they giving everything to, for the manager? And at the m- moment, doesn't it look like it? And that's why we're all, well, I'm not saying everybody, a lot of people are clamouring for change. No, and it, it, it looks like that. For the outside, looking in, the players are not giving Gio everything they can. You know, I you think know. it's clear to see. I think the worrying thing is as well is I actually said to somebody about Saturday's game against Smyrna, I think this is going to be a tough game. Yep. When, when have we ever said that about? No, no, but you could see it, you could just feel it, you could sense it. Um, and the guy saying, obviously, I don't know about the fitness, but <laughs> um, I might not know. You did laugh. laugh. <laughs> um, but I was fit, boy, don't worry about that. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I think for last season, I think it's just taken its toll that whole season. And then what did they have a three week break if we were lucky? It's a. It's a hard tour. I'll have to gear him that because that is, you need about, after that, see, you need about five or six weeks just pure rest. But I've not had it because it came straight back in. And then that's how we were getting niggle injuries. And it, it kind of helped, you know what I mean? It's been a, and we didn't sign enough players who came straight into the team. Ricky, you see when you go to places like that, you go to St. Murn, you've got to be up for the fight early doors. It's yeah. that old saying, win the battle first. Go up and I'm not, you say win the battle, that's go up against your opponent, you know, and show them that. You're here. You're here to win a game of football. So if you want to make it a bit physical, I'll be up for that. If you want me to take me on in terms of your ability with the ball, well, nine times out of ten Rangers are, are going to come out and talk. So that's why you need to show that physicality, that fire in the belly. Show that. And uh, if you match your opponent uh, in that department, the ability that Rangers have is individually and should and it should be collectively should be enough to see absent man and we're not seeing that at the minute but the thing is see when you're out to play you knew you were going to have to tackle people it's just not natural work, part of the game just working and, and what i'm saying physically that that means is you're shown for the ball when you're when, when your teammates on the ball you've got to give them options if it's me, you're moving all the time. It's pass, move. Sometimes they're too static. It's if they don't want to go on the ball. They're scared to make a mistake. Well, the players I played with, uh, at Rangers certainly, you know, I never, I can't even remember a player that would uh, shut the responsibilities that wouldn't show. When I played for other teams, uh, not just in the Premiership, doing in England for a short spell as well, uh, doing the leagues, I have played with numerous players that went into a wee shell didn't want to show for the ball. And that's you, you're a man or two, done. And right. that's... It's, right. so, but but at Rangers, right. that, that should never be the case. Because 
it's all right taking the ball when you're two or three nothing down and going, right, I want to mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. This when it's nothing each and you're, right, okay, yeah. we have to go and try and create something here, go on the ball, right, let's do that. But a lot of players are, they're not getting involved in the game and they're just, the willingness is not there. It's just, it's so hard to watch. And Saturday I sat in the house and watched it and I tanked about five cans of beer in about <laughs> 10 minutes watching it. I'm going, you're slowing down. Yeah, yeah. That was you 10 better, minutes. You better pick your game up. I know, especially mind we're away on Saturday. But, but see that he's talking about, that's even, see when the fans are not happy and they're, they're frustrated, that's when you still go to show, show what you're all about. That's what makes you a, a, a that's what makes you a good Rangers player. You know, don't don't be fearful of that. You know, as I've said it before, puff the chest to it, go on the ball, show what you're all about. You've got to be able to take that criticism and go on with it. And there's uh, too many of them are not doing that at the minute. What you said about the Hearts game is totally. Oh, what you just said there was actually the way I felt mm-hmm. about the the players. It's as if nobody wanted to make a mistake, so they just done a simple thing. At know, home, that, that's confidence, home. isn't it? I know, and especially when you've got like nearly 50,000 fans watching you. Well, that's the thing. See, if you start on the front foot at home, the fans get right behind you. you should, they should know that by now. Um, the fans are right behind you if they show the, the desire. Just mm. That's all you need to show is desire. Aye. A wee bit of willingness. Just go and beat somebody. Go and have a shot. A shoot. Bloody hell, the amount of times we had a chance to shoot the Saturday. And tell <laughs> great play then. Oh, it's a stick. Cut. Cut, cut, just bloody hit the ball. Mm-hmm. No, it takes a deflection in it or something. You know, even a rebound keeper makes a save. You've got the, the, the boys falling in. Uh, you can overplay, and it's but the way you are describing that game, it did, but you, I'll use that word. It does sound predictable. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. And it's, see if you're like that, it's so easy to defend against. Do you know, last week when I was listening to the show, I do you remember that old Mel, Mel and Kim song? Predictable. To be fair, we were lucky VR was there. It was a stonewall penalty. And Kevin Clancy couldn't run there quick enough to give him a book. Aye. It was desperate to pick him. Same it's actually see- going to get a penalty first and then he changed his mind. Aye. It took me ages on what you turn it into a penalty. Waller, I'm, I'm, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of art, to be honest with you now. No. It's a stonewall no. penalty. No, but... I, just, I just hate the way it breaks the, the, the rhythm out. Uh, the game, you're, you're standing there for two, three minutes. Uh, the handball one, we even go there. And I know there's the other side of the city here moaning about uh, a, a certain decision on it. But I, I've the Premier games that I've watched this season, you know, there's no rhythm. I've been quite a number of championship games and they're actually a good watch because VAR's not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the referees, are getting, making, are, are getting some of them wrong. Uh, so the one with Aki's, you know, which uh, it was a Friday night game against Air United. It was <laughs> how the linesman missed that. But there's a flow to the games. And I hate that when you see you, uh, the Premiership games, that, are, that there's that kind of, that break, and, you know, and it's two, three minutes, no knowing what's happening. See, That's that as well. Man. How was it only nine minutes extra time playing? It should be met because I'm sure King was doing for about eight, Aye. seven or eight, and then the VR team about five minutes. <laughs> Honestly. Who's in charge of the time? Is it the ref? 
Or is it the fourth official? Count. The referee. Uh, still get it. Uh, the fourth uh, official. The referee and the fourth official did at the same time, surely. Mm-hmm. Right. The other ref, by the way, was beaten last Wednesday. He was shocking. I don't know if you like, thought of that, Charlie, but he was shocking last, just, last, last Wednesday. I watched it through my fingers. <laughs> right, I'm going to move on, and I don't really want to talk about this, because obviously Gio is still our manager at the moment. Mm-hmm. Do you think if we have to replace Gio and a new manager comes in, do you think he can turn around the group of players that we've got the now, or do you think we need to bring in more talent? I need, we have to get rid of 10. We have to get rid of 10 Aiden players. Seriously? Aye. Aye, not just the 10 that are starting anew, but I'm talking in general, talking 10 have to go. Aye. Oh, that's a lot. I think, I think we've had, obviously, as I keep on saying, we've lost Bassi and Aribo, two of our strong ones for the last season, and obviously about injuries. But I think there's a lot of them chucked it. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to say, and maybe they've not chucked it, or maybe it's confidence, but it just it looks, to, looks terrible. It's, the, it's actually really depressing to watch sometimes is. and it's horrible and and Giovanni they're not playing for Giovanni it's simple as that mm. it's simple they're not playing I think and, uh, if, if it was the case a new manager was to come in uh, would he get a tune out of their players I think he would to manage me because you don't become a bad player in the last five six months I mean look back to last season there's a lot of the boys in there when they're at it, when they're playing with confidence, uh, they're good players, but they're devoid of that at the minute. They look, uh, they don't, there doesn't look a togetherness with the players as well. Uh, and that's why it makes you think, what's that dressing room like? You know, and that's why you worry for the younger boys. I'm just talking about, I'm talking about, we're talking about King, we're talking about Tillman. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> would you want to put Lowry into a side like that? You know, it might damage him, you know, but uh, I think, at the moment, it looks as if we need a change because, uh, listen, that's maybe the, maybe the change should have been, been made a week or two, or, or two ago because uh, it looks as if the league's gone. Well, at least if a manager comes in, new ideas, new philosophy, freshness, yeah, gets them playing. But the one thing is, and it's, I mean, it's been in the, the, the news today with, with Ronaldo. He's come out and he says, I don't respect my manager, you know, and to me, Without them coming out and saying it, it's if they're not showing enough respect to, to Van Bronckhurst. And when that happens, you've got a massive problem. But, but as a professional player, you would think you would still be given 100% But there's, the there's there's certain managers that... I, I'm only going to speak for myself, right? Because you try, right? As a player, as an individual, when you cross that white line, you want to be trying to be the best player in the park. But sometimes when there's a manager that you like and that you respect... They bring out something else in you, and it's weird, you know. And the, the three guys that I spoke about, my managers, they did. Everybody thinks I've got an issue with Sunnis. Are you kidding me? I absolutely loved that having that opportunity to play with an absolute icon of the game in Sunnis. But there was another guy I went and played with down the lower leagues, John Lambie at Partick Thistle. Mm-hmm. I was with him. I, I made a, a bloomer in, in leaving them at that time. But see, we Lambie, I'd have run through a brick wall for him. Honestly, they make you feel that you want to die for them. And I don't see that enough. But that's the thing with Giovanni was a brilliant footballer. So he should mm-hmm. have respect to that changing him for what he done in the game alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's won Champions League, played in World Cup mm-hmm. finals. Quality football player, played with Barca, played with Arsenal. So played with Hollanders. He should have earned the respect right away. But I always felt as if he didn't have it as suit for the first minute he walked in. Because see the turn... 
we look, we were seven, what, seven points ahead and end up six behind. Like that's six behind that doesn't they just go like that because even under Gerard, we won the we needed to change at the time if everybody thought it did because we went a bit stale and then we thought a wee bit of fresh face would come in and change it and it's never really done it the the, the european games saved giovanni for last season i really think so what, what was it like in the dressing room when you played giovanni was he was a quiet boy he was he was Dutch, he did a bit of arrogance about him, don't get me wrong, and um, they always thought they were better in the world, but he's a, he was a good lad, he wasn't a bad person, um, and he was technically what a f- great football player he was, um, but the, I got on a lot well with all the Dutch guys, like Sir Arthur and things like that, but um, I just feel as if they're, they're not showing him the respect that he deserves, and obviously maybe they're standing on that training ground for two hours just standing, maybe he's just walking through things and because that can you can lose players like that right away can't you Derek mm-hmm. if the training's no at, you're no at it in training and and your people the boys are just on the boot and then get videos for tours and after that you're like, oh my word that's that would be hard right. it's that personality it doesn't seem to have that personality about him I know he's under pressure you could see that that's how it was a real worry watching that interview after the game on Saturday he looked lost to me so he did it looked, it looked as if a guy, this was only my take, that was waiting when getting the bullet. Well, you, you were away last week, and I think I'd say to Charlie, one of the things that worried me is, in his uh, thing after the, the game, he said, it's just the way it is at the moment. Well, that's just the way it is, kind of thing. And I was like, I mean, he's come out with a few comments already this season, you know, that he's, uh, he's, not, he's never going to be able to live down, you know, but we go back to the one about, I mean, we can't compete. And you're not, well, hold on a minute, you're the Rangers manager, you need to find a way to compete. And they did for 45 minutes against Liverpool. They did for 45 minutes, a wee bit more than that, against Napoli. So it was there, you know, but 45 minutes is not good enough for, against these teams. And, Sorry, but, and, and, not, and just that game on Saturday, Charlie, I thought the boys would come out all guns blazing. And I just didn't see that. And that that's how the fans and us are worried. How can we go to Eindhoven and beat Eindhoven, right? And then get spanked off Ajax twice. I, I just don't get this. And then Eindhoven can go and beat Ajax in Amsterdam. What, what's different? What's changed for them? Right. What has changed for them? And, and that's where I, I look in that dressing room and I'm thinking, is there, has there been some of the players in there that have been disruptive? You know, and Charlie, you've been in plenty of dress rooms yourself. I've been in dress rooms where you're, you're fighting with your your teammate, because they're trying to disrupt certain things because it's not going their way, because they're not on the team, they're on the bench, and they try and disrupt that, and that's where you've got to be clear, not just the manager, the coaches, whoever are in there, or sometimes experienced players have got to not, notice things like that and nip it in the bud. Uh, so that's how I'm kind of, and I've mentioned that dressing room, because there's something not right in there. Right, and of course, but he's going to carry the can, and, and quite rightly so, Gio. So because that's part of his gig, you know, he control that dressing room, make sure the the, the kind of mere guys in there, that the, the mere older guys, the seasoned pros, that have got the influence in there. You keep them sweet, and they manage that dressing room for you. I don't think that's happening at the moment. Well, see, see me be all right to that because the Amsterdam game, uh, the Eindhoven game. They get they get Morella suit, they left Morella suit, and that was Giovanni and the players coming together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there obviously was good good team spirit <clears throat> then. Obviously, Morella's no playing. You could imagine he is one of the boys said he's a bad apple, but you can imagine his face, he's probably 
walking at his lip, walking no. about Ibrooks, you know what I mean? The big petted lip out. Um, and there'll be a few others. Um, no happy that they're not playing. But it, it, it can't change that much for them because they were on Geo's side. They were qualified for Europe. And they get Morelos out, they get the bad apple out for a week or two and try to get them back inside and no. try and uh, teach them a lesson. And then it just looks as if nobody's playing for them now. No, nobody, but it looks as if mm. 75% of the players have kind of chucked it. See, Morelis, see the, the way he's went about his business on Saturday. See, when he leaves Rangers and he looks back, I've heard, you've probably heard me saying this before, he'll go up. What was I thinking? Oh, 100%. Then? What was I doing? You know, and again, what is he, 24, 25? You know, somebody needs to sit down with him and say, listen, when uh, hey, you're, this is massive. You're, there's only one way he's gone. Stood in the way. Do you know? I mean, I'd heard a while back when Ming when Candias was there, and it was always mm. Candias Morelos, and that's when Morelos was meant to just always be like, and you know, associate with other players. But the minute Candias left, he's meant to be right in there with the players, and he's actually a bit of a prankster and all that, you know, and he gets on mm. with them on now. So maybe he isn't the bad apple that we all think is, but. Oh, but he looks, he's the petted lip, the attitude. Right. Body uh, language. It's poor, it is poor. It's like the body language of a guy who's no starting and he's flung a dummy at the pram. Right. Definitely. I know, we're, we're frustrated. We? I know. Of I know, course, we're just like the rest of the guys. You it's, know, it's frustrating, but there's there's actually there's loads of comments coming in. And I said that last week when uh, John Leach was on because I think everybody always thinks I just see the comments on YouTube, but we mm -hmm. get them from everywhere YouTube mm -hmm. and uh, Facebook and Twitter. But Lee Ramage was actually asking if the manager has to get replaced. If we get anybody in mind who we would want as the next Rangers manager, I've not actually really thought. Well, well there's, there's, there's a few names being banded about. Uh, obviously, there's the, the boy Dice, you know, uh, done well at Burnley. You just, you wonder if he had, uh, obviously, a bit of money to spend, which I think we should have, you know, getting into the next window. Would he, has he got the capabilities, you know, to, to play a different, because he was organised and strong and, you know, a, a real work ethic. Uh, could he do it? Uh, there, there's there's ones that come into my. I mind. would obviously want. I would. I try to get Gattuso in just before Giovanni, mm -hmm. but I would go Duncan Ferguson. I'd throw him into the yeah. equation as well. I'm going to get another one, and it's just because his uh, his assistant is uh, a, a mad Rangers man, a guy that I obviously get a lot of time for. Alec Ray, Pollins. Mm -hmm. You know, I know they're middle of the table as we reading, but they were doing the bottom. They've got them uh, playing okay, you know. But I just think. Alec gets it. He knows what Rangers are about. And you talk about, you know, having that personality, you know, to deal with the press, to deal with the players. Alec can deal with the players as well. Would that be an option? It's, it's just when you're, you know, you're sitting there and you're thinking, who is out there? You know, and they're the kind of names that... To be fair, Paul Lance and Alec Ray would jump at it, I think. Aye. Bill, of course, they're, they're talking about the boy Bill. You know, obviously, he's a, he's a top coach, you know, and he's, he's doing okay in management. Five games, Aye, yeah. you know, but KT... Uh, Fit, could he fit the bill? So there's, but that's with the board. You know, if, if it is going to be, uh, you know, happen, if it is going to happen that Gio leaves, you know, they've got a big decision. They need to get it right. Well, Kevin Thompson's name's getting kicked about. Do you think it's just too early for him yet? Well, Kevin done really well. You know, I was surprised that he left Kelty. Uh, and I think, Kevin, you know, I think, I thought there would have been a few other jobs that might have came his way. I don't I think he interviewed for them. But, but I think, I'm, I'm not so sure. I think it'd be a wee bit too big for him. I think too uh, soon for him. Uh, uh, too big a job. I don't, you know, again, 
is there an, a, a kind of mere older experienced guy that but if, if Gio goes I think, there with him? I think Wilson has to go Aye. if Gio goes Wilson has to go and that's how I said earlier it's a, it's a collective everybody's got to share a bit of the blame isn't it? it's everybody's pointing the finger at Van Bronckhurst at the minute and the players have got to take the blame as well and his coaching staff that he's brought there and the recruitment. Right. I, I, I would prefer we just go back to the manager and the scouts like doing picking, mm. the, picking the players. The manager picks the players. The manager's got to pick the players. I said that for day one. I've never liked the idea of sporting director. You see how many mm. managers get sacked because of it? Mm. The sporting director's never been a manager in his life. Anybody, anybody can do that to a ball guy going, just keep a manager that and then the manager doesn't want him. It might not be good and he's going to have to coach him. You can't, some players are uncoachable mm-hmm. or I don't like every player you like Ricky you don't like every player mm-hmm. I like Derek's the same but probably no. different opinions but you so have to live be. by the sword of your own players and die by the sword of that mm-hmm. I think that's what Gio's been hard done by I really do because right. I'm sure mm-hmm. there would have probably been one or two Dutch guys or maybe three Dutch guys or whatever but You've got me thinking now, Gattuso. I never even thought about it. That was one He's that never... Valencia manager, aye. wasn't he? Aye. Aye. Right. I never... I wasn't thinking about He's in Valencia. You know, aye. Now, so. there's uh, a guy that's pa- passion. Passion, passion aye. Passionate by the way. Oh. Aye. And that's, again, is that a wee thing that we're missing, that we're used to seeing? 100%. Our managers showing a bit of passion. Maybe this Gio doesn't show enough of that. You know, it's... Do you want to know what it is? Right, cut to the chase. It's as if it doesn't matter. Doesn't mean that much. It's like, well... That's, that's not that's not what the fans want to see. It's not what we want to hear. That's, you know, oh, the fans of oh, Rangers fans have always been loyal, even through the, the past 10, 12 years. That, but but as well as being loyal, and quite rightly so, they're very vocal because they want the best. They've funded that, the club for the last 12 years. Aye, right. And that's, a, that's their right and to, the last to vent their years. anger as well, their disapproval of things are not going well. Well, that's what I was going to say. The AGM is on the 6th of December and it could be very hostile if nothing is done before then. But uh, David Morrison is also saying, do you trust this board to bring in the right manager? To bring you through and spend big money. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a bit, it's, I don't know another board, to be honest with you. So I don't know, like Douglas Potter and what happened. Is Ross Wilson the right man for bringing in the players? I would probably rather leave it down to Giovanni to bring the players in. But he's in there, so we have to want him to do the right thing. But the, the signings have been very poor at the moment. Um, they've not had the ground running, obviously. And we've still, we've got a lot of very good players out. We we understand that, but do I trust the board to spend money? Probably not, because they've not spent there when they could have spent, and when we were in a Champions League group stages, and we've just been a bit of a laughing stock actually for that that situation. They put us in the, the board did put us into that situation as yeah. as a club, and the fans have paid hundred and eighty quid for free home tickets. You know what I mean? I've I've met like John Bennett, and I've met George Letham, and I briefly met George Taylor before. Three guys are massive Rangers fans, and I, I totally trust them in their club, you know. But as you say, we need to, I think we need to be a bit more transparent. We need to know what's going on, you know, why you're not know, spending money on players. Well, maybe they'll maybe, maybe they announce that in the AGM in the six, but you know, you've mentioned that before. That's yeah. The fans deserve to know what's going on, you know. I, I just don't think the money's there. It can't be there if it's not being spent because in the past, we've always spent money when we've had it. I mean, we would never want to sell it to go ahead as like they have, but there's obviously some problem there. Just don't, just don't take the fans for granted. That's the one thing, you know. Right. And that's it. Sometimes it might look like that, you know, and it's and that's why that's where the frustration creeps in. So here's me worried that we weren't going to have much to talk about the night. That was a, a 
another good podcast we've nearly done we're already finished, we? no we've got oh. another few minutes but i'm actually going to just uh talk about uh we're obviously we're down in corby this, oh can not wait by the way this saturday but it turns out uh big james crawford that he was one of the guys uh organizing he's actually ended up in a hospital or just out of hospital but hopefully he's still going to be here on saturday right hopefully he's still going to be here on saturday okay. anyway, but uh Hope, hope you're doing hope well, right. James. Hope you're all right, James. Uh, hopefully see you on Saturday. We can't wait. Uh, really looking forward. I don't know if there's still tickets left, but it's us and well, then the, the Corby flip band. Right. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I always look forward to a wee Rangers night. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I used to play the flute, actually. The BB band. I wonder if I can still play it. Can't <laughs> <laughs> be bashing Saturday night. Uh, we've also got tickets left for our Christmas party. Uh, I think there's a few tickets left for that, so that's going to be a cracker. That's going to be up in the Earth, the Earth venue, and you can buy your tickets at allaboutthegels.co.uk. And that's us. Durante's uh, on stands on Wednesday. That's it, Durante's on stands on Wednesday. Uh, that'll be a good podcast. I'm going to slag him because he, he doesn't text me anymore, Durante. So. Yeah. And as what I've said, we've spoken about before the show, there's a lot of good Rangers podcasts out there, you know, and watching and listening to them and all that. And, quite rightly show we've all got our in views and things and that's what creates debate discussion but then the day it's all about the rangers in it and that's that's all it matters so uh, but they're all good podcasts i'm looking forward to hearing the stories because he was always dead funny he was on the last podcast oh, he, he, just, was, uh, he gave us a custard pie can't listen to any stories again are you huh <laughs> he, well you, you he was, was one of your idols wasn't he charlie wet last day game, man. some boy <laughs> yes some boy still looking well right now uh, he's looking good. In fact, I've seen that his, his wife, Angela, and uh, she's been doing all that kind of fancy stuff for his face and all that, and it showed a before and after but, picture. Bolly fella. I don't know what it is, but he's, his skin's looking very good. Uh, <laughs> he's looking good. He's got some size of ears. <laughs> <laughs> had to get it in, Gerard. Uh, yeah, I know. Hope you are. Oh, hope my, to see you in Wednesday. My belly will be getting it on Wednesday, Mark. Uh, big time. I know. Anyway, that's Cheers, us guys. the end of the show already. But thanks again to all our sponsors, ISG Resident Flooring Specialists, Plugged In Business Solutions, DB Dental Care and Giant C Architectural. And we'll be back again. In fact, no, we're not. We're not we're back until back the 12th. 12th of the 12th of December because of the World Cup. Unless something interesting happens in between that time. We'll maybe jump on, but that's a good shout. It, it should things change. Things change, and we'll maybe do a wee surprise podcast. But we'll let you all know. But thanks again, and we'll see you on the twelfth of December. Cheers. Everybody.